Welcome to the Next Level Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland, best-selling author and life coach. Join me each week to learn more about the strategies, tools, and mindset needed to arise from the overwhelm and create a joyful life you love. To learn how you can work with me further or to get your free copy of my book, The Water Walker, check out juliannekirkland.com. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode because the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Next Level Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland. And today I'm going to be answering my listeners' most asked questions. Yep, no holding back, no topic too taboo. I will answer them all. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to welcome you. And you are about to get a crash course in who I am, why I do what I do, what are some of my pet peeves, and so much more. We're going to have a good time. All right, let's let's do this, shall we? So why this episode? I opened up for questions to my Instagram audience a few weeks ago and was amazed by the response, not only in the amount of questions that came through, but also in the questions themselves. 90% of the questions asked, I feel like I talk about all the time and they're certainly covered in my book. It just goes to show what I'm always teaching my students is true that if you're using your social media to build your business, don't be afraid to repeat content, especially if it has previously had a good response. Remember, the algorithm doesn't always show your content to your full audience and new people are coming into your sphere daily and they might not know anything about you. And if you're not using social media to build your business, but you kind of get it all in your feels when you post something and you don't get as many likes and comments as you had hoped for. Yeah. The same rules apply. Okay. It's, it's the algorithm. It's not you, my friend. Okay. I digress, which I guess is also something you should know about me. I will chase those squirrels like the best of them. Yes. I have ADHD and no, I don't use that as an excuse to not focus in my writing or on my podcast. I am being Holy Spirit led. And when the Holy Spirit inspires a new thought revelation, it's because I am to share it. So all that being said, let's get started. I will be doing this episode straight Q&A style. I'll read the question first, then I'll answer it. And if a question triggers answers to other questions around the same topic, I'll riff on those for a few minutes. Okay. Okay. Here we go. How many kids do you have? Well, I have six kids. Campbell is my oldest. He's 12. Then I have Jack, who is 10. And I have a set of six-year-old quadruplets. Yes, that's four babies at one time. Ashton, Bradley, who is my only girl, Walker, and Myers. And no, they were not planned, and we did not do IVF. And yes, they are natural. I mean, they're not robots. I get asked this question all the time. Oh, are they natural? I just, they're not robots. What do you mean by that? They're, they're flesh and bone, just like every other natural person. <laughs> ah, that question kind of makes me go cross-eyed. So I don't respond that way. But if you ask me that question in, perp- on, in person and I kind of blank stare you, it's because I'm responding to you in my head that they're not robots. I digress. Okay. Um, No, I didn't have a vaginal birth. I get asked that all the time. 
Um, there might be some very beastly women out there who are far greater than I who can do that. I, however, had a C-section. I was 31 weeks in one day. And the doctor said they came out like Pez candy from a Pez dispenser. (laughs) Also, while I'm on the subject, here's a little PSA. Never tell a mom of quads that she looks good for having four babies. That's like saying you're a great ball player for being a girl. Don't do that. That's like a compliment followed by an insult. Don't do that. Just end the compliment with you look good. Just Oh, you look great, period. And have a great day. Be done. Don't you don't have to slap on for having four babies. Okay. Just I just want to look good. For me, I don't want to look good for the mom who had four babies at once. Don't mm-mm, nope. Don't do that. Okay. All right. Uh, end PSA. All right, moving on. How do you handle the work-life balance? The most honest answer to this question is trial and error. (laughs) I have failed so many times in business and in momming. Yep, that's right. I have forgot my kids at school on more than one occasion. But because I was desperate to find a way to pursue my passion and purpose through my work and also be a fully engaged mom and wife, I spent years read several dozen books, took courses, listened to podcasts until I was finally able to come up with a system that would work for my life. And because of how positively this productivity system that I created has affected my life and my growth, I started coaching my clients through it as well. And now I have it available as a standalone course. I just couldn't stand Anybody else coming to me saying, I don't have enough time in the day. No, precious. We all have 24 hours, everybody, even Beyonce. But whether you're trying to build a business or just survive motherhood in the day-to-day there, you can create systems for yourself. You can put balance in your life, but you have to choose to do that. We all get 24 hours. You do have the time. You're just not using it properly. Okay. Put the systems in place. I set myself up for success. When I'm talking about my purpose and my family, I don't want to leave that up to chance or whatever mood I'm in. No, 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 no. I create the success of those things around my systems. Okay. Next question. What all do you do? (laughs) Well, I'm a wife of one and a mom of six. So I do all the things in that arena, okay? In the work arena, I am an overcomer strategist, and I focus on helping ambitious women to arise as kingdom entrepreneurs. I'm also an author, speaker, and a business coach. I had a brick and mortar business for seven years, and I closed that during COVID to go fully into what I'm doing now. In these past few months, I have been speaking more and more. And because we're in this virtual world right now, I've been able to speak to thousands of entrepreneurs from all over the world, from inside my own living room or in Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi's studio. It has been absolutely amazing. 
My book is called The Water Walker, A Mother's Resilient Journey and Manifesting God's Strength to Overcome Life's Obstacles. And it's an international bestseller. I'm currently writing my second book, and it's all about spiritual warfare. I'm not saying any of this to impress you, more so to impress upon you that if God has inspired you to write a book, do it. The journey he will take you on through that process is an absolute gift from him. A hundred percent. Don't say you don't have time. Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I, I wrote and published my book before my kid's sixth birthday. So I had six kids under the age of six. You can do it. And I had a brick and mortar business. You can do it. You can just do it. Stop making excuses and do it. If God called you to do it, do it. Okay. I digress. Um, okay. Next question. And what does it mean to be a kingdom entrepreneur? I get this one a lot too. Um, it means that business like usual is not going to be a business of yours. Your business aligns with the will of God. You seek God first. You desire to be led by the Holy Spirit and keep God at the center of your business. He's not some afterthought. He's not some like, oh, okay, I'm going to make this investment. And then like, oh, go, God, will you bless it? No, 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 no. You go to God first. God, do you desire me to make this investment? It's different. It's different. And check out episode eight. And I do a deeper dive into this topic. Okay. What do you do for fun? Did I mention I have six kids and run multiple businesses? I don't have time for fun. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I do all of it with fun. What's the point of creating the life you want, becoming the best version of yourself, if you have to sacrifice your joy? What's the point of that? No, no, thank you. I've been there. I've done that. I'm not going to go back. No, no, thank you. But what I enjoy most, I enjoy going on adventures with my kids. I love being outside. We go to uh, Cape Sandblast every summer. And one of our favorite things to do is just wade out into the bay. And we just look at all the different sea creatures. It just feels like we're in our own time, in our own world. We go and there's hardly ever anybody there. And it's just, it's so beautiful. Before we had kids, Matt and I's most favorite thing to do was go scuba diving. Um, Just being underwater and seeing this whole other world that God created, just getting to swim effortlessly in God's beauty in in the silence. All you hear is the bubbles. It has always just been so captivating for us and we enjoy it so much. And we can't wait for the kids to get a little bit older so they can all get certified and we can go start doing scuba trips together as a family. Um, it's just, I love getting to see this world that God has created so much stuff that I never even knew about. And then it's like, boom, there it is. Um, so we love doing anything outdoors. It's so much fun. Um, I also really enjoy date night culinary experiences with my husband. We love going and trying new restaurants and trying new foods. It's just, it's fun to go and enjoy those kind of things. 
Because during the regular monotony of the day, you know, like we kind of cook the same meals every week. And so to be able to go and have those culinary experiences has always just been really fun for us. Um, I also love and have so much fun with my team. I am a part of an amazing team of business coaches who help online entrepreneurs build and scale their online businesses. And we love what we do and who we get to serve. So even though we put in a lot of work, we get double the portion of fun, which is exactly what helping people build generational wealth should be about. So yes, it's my work, but it's so fun. I love it so much. So yes, I do that for fun because I actually enjoy it. I enjoy when my client gets a breakthrough. I enjoy seeing something that she struggled with, seeing an obstacle, seeing all those things. When she finally breaks through those, that's fun for me. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. I'm like, yes, girl, get it. Because it's, I get to see her face light up in the via zoom, of course, but I, I get to see her face light up and be like, wow, I, wow. I, I really can do this. Wow. I really can learn how to operate and be Holy spirit led and how much difference that makes in my life and in my business. So I have so much fun with that. I'm not just saying that it's, it's fun and I do it because I love it. So that's yes, I do that for fun. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve? Well, I have a few. <laughs> um, my number one would probably be no, it is. It's not probably, it is, is when people use the word literally wrong. I had a friend once say, It's so hot outside. I'm literally melting. No, no, you're not. You're not literally melting. That's not the definition of the word. And I just feel like we were in this stage. I mean, I it's kind of gotten better. Maybe it's just because I'm not around as many of those people anymore, but we're people were saying literally all the time, literally, literally all the time. It was driving me insane. Not literally insane, just insane. Okay. Uh, number two, when my kids or really anyone leaves the kitchen cabinets open, I know it's weird, but I think that came from that scene in the movie, the sixth sense you know, where, where the mom turns around and the ghost has opened up all the kitchen cabinets. It, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I think that's where it comes from. Um, and number three, when technology doesn't work for me and I've tried everything, like I've tried all the things, right. I've tried the control of delete. I've tried the restart. I've tried the unplug and plug back in. I've tried all the things and it just doesn't work. And then my hubby comes in and he just like gets near the technology and it works. That bothers me that I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. It's fine. It's a pet peeve. All right. How do you practice self-care? Well, self-care for me is a non-negotiable and it gets priority in my schedule. Self-care starts with my time in God's word. In his presence is the fullness of peace. And with the busyness of life and the chaos of kids, I need me some peace on the daily. I also make sure I move my body. 
even if I don't schedule in a workout, like I'm recovering from surgery. So I have not, I purposefully, I have not scheduled workouts in my daily routine in my daily schedule, but I make sure to move my body. And yes, that can mean dancing while unloading both of my dishwashers. And yes, I have two dishwashers. I also have two washers and dryers, <laughs> but um, those are, those are two non-negotiables for me that really help me with my self-care because making sure those two things, moving my body and getting in God's word, being in his presence, those two things help keep my mind right. Because I've learned when my mind's not right, nothing else is going to be right. So self-care for me is more about keeping my mind right than making sure I have a pedicure because I haven't had a pedicure. I don't want to talk about it. It's been, it's been a minute times like a year. It's fine. Okay. Moving on. How often do you get time with your husband? Not enough. I don't get enough time. (laughs) Dating your spouse is hugely important. And we both know that. And we both enjoy doing that. But in full transparency during the summer, when the kids are home, we don't do it enough. You know, Matt, I talk about all the time, like, because there will be moments where our kids, one of them will come up to us and be like, I just want to have mommy, daddy time. And we know that, and we know that, that they each desire and want and need and should get that individual time. But let's say we're talking about Matt. He's the daddy. He's the husband. We got six kids and then I have me. So there's seven of us that makes up every single day of the week. (laughs) It, it logistically, it's very challenging for us. And so we are excited to get back to the kids being in school where the two of us can do our lunch dates. We enjoyed that so much last year. We are grateful that our kids were back in school. Um, I know so many were virtual or homeschooled and um, we are so grateful that our county was well and was able to be in school um, because Matt and I really needed that time together and we enjoy that time together. He takes a break from work and I take a break from work and we go and we meet for lunch and we just enjoy each other in the middle of the afternoon and it's great and I highly recommend it. All right. Um, What's your favorite verse in the Bible? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. The verse I have tattooed on my arm is Proverbs 16, three, which says, commit your plans to the Lord and you will succeed. I actually founded my salon company on that several, several, so many years ago. I guess it's been nine years now, eight. I don't know. I lost track of time, but yes, my, my first company that I opened, I founded it on that verse. Um, and then I love Hebrews 11, one, which says now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I just, I love that. I love faith. I love everything about faith. I want more of it. I want it to be deeper. I want it to be wider. I want it to grow in strength and perseverance. I just love learning about faith. I love God's word period. I love how he speaks to me. I love how his word is alive and active. I love how his word renews my mind and restores my heart and refreshes my soul. I learned a long time ago that I can't pick and choose what to believe in God's word. I've also learned 
that the parts I struggle most with are the parts I need to hear the most, the parts I need to learn about the most, the parts I need the most wisdom and revelation around. I've also learned that when you ask God for that, when you ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom and revelation, as you read God's word, he gives it to you. He gives it to you. He wants you to understand. He wants that deeper relationship with you. He's not going to be like, no, I'm not going to tell you. No, I'm keeping it from you. That's not what he wants. No, he wants a deeper relationship with you. Okay. Why did you start your podcast? It's funny because I had rejected doing a podcast for three years. God just kept on me, on me and on me and on me about it. And when I finally obeyed, he opened up so many opportunities for me. It's like, I've been praying for this and that and and all these different opportunities and these things to happen. And God just kept answering me with start a podcast. I was like, no, Lord, no, not yet. That's not what I want. I want this right now. I'll do the podcast later right now, Lord, come on. This is what I want. This, This is what I want. Come on. And that's just not how he had it to be. And I came to find out that once I started the podcast, once I obeyed him and what he was calling me to do and stopped trying to like reason my way out of it, he used that podcast to connect me with the people and the opportunities to open all those doors for the answers to the prayers that I had been praying. He was like, girl, had you just done this three years ago, (laughs) you would have, you would have walked through this door three years ago. It is so true. I'm like, dang it, man. All right. I'm tough that way. Like I know God has his hands full with me and he, you know, he just does. If you have one of those children that just kind of keeps pushing you (laughs) And it's just like, you're like, Hey, listen, Oh, you just need to obey me. But why mommy? Because mommy knows like mommy knows that if you do this, you're going to get hurt. So just listen and obey. I shouldn't have to tell you the 500 things that could go wrong. If you don't obey me, just obey me. (laughs) And I feel like that's what God does with me. (laughs) He's like, Julian, come on, (laughs) let's just, can we, we've been through this cycle many a times. Can we just start with you obeying me now? Can like we just start there? <laughs> I am getting better. I'm I am. I'm getting better. I'm learning. It's just like any muscle. You gotta you gotta work it. You gotta get you, you gotta work it out. All right. Last question for today. And I promise I will do another one of these episodes later this year. So feel free to pop on over to my Instagram at the Julian Kirkland and hit me up with any questions that you have. I will, um, I will answer them directly to you, but I will also record them to do on a podcast later. Okay. Last question. Here it is. What do you struggle with most? It's a good one, right? I chose this question to end on because I think it's a great question. And it's one we should be asking ourselves. What am I struggling most with right now? Answering this question opens the door for Christ to shine his light into the things that you have been pushing back into the darkness. 
and it allows the healing to begin. You see, thinking about it is always worse than actually doing something about it. The enemy will always try and isolate you and keep you quiet. He doesn't have to continue to attack you because once you feel alone and like nobody cares what you have to say, he knows you're going to attack yourself. All he has to do is keep you quiet and isolate you. And then he can just be like, all righty, done with her. She'll take care of the rest. And it's so true. So let's bust down that door, shall we? Let's, let's shine some light. My current biggest struggle is my own mind. I have learned that I cannot do all the things I know to do. The things I have helped hundreds of women do to find their breakthrough. I cannot do those things and experience them working and then stop. That's the best part about progress is it keeps you moving forward. It doesn't matter how big or how little the progress, as long as you keep moving forward. But so often I will make huge gains and then I'll let my systems fade away. The ones that worked, the ones that have helped the hundreds of women, the ones that I know work, I let them fade away. I allow myself too much time to enjoy the ease. I'm not saying I don't allow myself time to enjoy the ease. I allow myself too much time. I get a little too comfy. And it's like, oh crap, I got to get back into the hustle and the grind. I got to, I got to build everything back up again. And so it's just like up and down and up and down and it can get exhausting. I am struggling in the dance. And I talk about this on episode 21 this dance with God. Sometimes I get so ahead of him. I get so excited and I'm just go, 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 go. And then I'm like, I look over my shoulder and I'm like, Oh, oh, oh no, he's not with me. I mean, he's always with me, but he's not right there with me. I jump too far ahead. And then there's times where I like go the total other opposite end of the spectrum. And I'm like afraid to move at all. I just think, oh, I'm just going to wait. God, can you give me a sign? Oh, oh, is that the sign? Okay, well, I'm going to need another one. And I just keep questioning and I keep doubting. (laughs) Doubt is not from God. Doubt's not from God. That's from the enemy. What's what do you... This first trick up his sleeve is to instill doubt. Are you sure God said that? That goes back to the garden, my friends. That's what he used with Eve. Are you sure that's what God said? It's trying to instill doubt. Why? Because it makes you want to isolate. It makes you want to hush your voice. It makes you want to stay quiet. You don't trust yourself. You don't trust God. You just want to pull back. And then there's this time and I call it the dance because it is it's rhythmic and it's beautiful and it is where you are being Holy Spirit led and you are with God 
you ebb and you flow and you move with God. It is the most beautiful dance of your life. I desire to be fully with God all day, every day, and in all things. And just like anything else worthwhile, it takes practice. So my biggest struggle right now is an inconsistent dance. I'm stepping all over his feet. <laughs> I'm doing the cha-cha while, you know, he's doing the foxtrot. I don't know. Those were the first two dances that popped in my head. <laughs> but I keep showing up to the dance floor anyway. And I'm eager to put my shoes on and get started. So even though it's my struggle right now, I'm not giving up. It's what I want most out of everything in my life, out of anything. I want that the most. I want the consistent dance with God. All right, my friends, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed getting to know me a little better. Last but not least, you should know that I fully believe that the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Bye for now.